It's the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast 119. When your church can't meet physically, how do you meet digitally? How do you reach people? Let's talk about it. Alright guys, welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. I'm Seth, I'm with Megan, and we are quarantined today. We're stuck in our homes. Stuck. Stuck in the house. For a long time. For a long time. Yeah, and with no end in sight. No, I think there's an end in sight. But, I uh, think there will be, yeah. But today we're, we're kind of, we want to take this angle today of helping churches resource and empower leaders and staff to reach people and do it well uh, with both tools, ideas, content ideas, and just some strategy. And just, let's just talk about how to do the weekly church thing and minister to your people. Um, really don't have a good title for this today, but really just, we're going to talk about some ideas on how you can do that. Megan, it, I, I imagine I'm, I'm seeing this. I imagine you're seeing this too. Lots and lots of questions about how to do this out there. Well, I mean, ministry is exponentially more difficult when you can't meet with a person in person. So right. how do we do ministry digitally? Which is a question I think, you know, we've all been asking for over a decade. Yeah. Um, now we're kind of forced to like really learn it and figure it out. Mm-hmm. And especially when we, a lot of states have a stay in place protocol it gets really tricky because not only are you dealing with the factors of not having, not being able to meet with people in person, but now you're also having to deal with the ramifications of social distancing and like people are needing connection and community and touch points more than ever before. Yes, they are. Um, And, 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 and part of that is, it's like, it reminds me of like early church, right? When you couldn't meet together in public because yeah. of, because they were being persecuted at that time but it was this kind of secret society thing and it's it's like what happens when you know the church was not ready for this we were not ready to not be able to have our services because everything is about the service and suddenly the one thing that everybody wants to be all about we can't do and that mm-hmm. just that's a huge wrench in the gears and kind of shows a lot about like if you're a church that put all your eggs in that basket, that basket's gone right now. So what do you do? Um, there's been a lot of online streaming. I had a, there's a podcast we recently did uh, with Jeff Reed and it was all about online church. Really fantastic. Um, you know, we talked about how to do online church. So if you want to check that out, that was uh, a couple episodes ago, I think episode 117, but uh, check that out. But today I want to talk about like during the week with staff, uh, and, and leaders, how do you, how do you maximize your time with people? What kind of social content do you make? What tools do you use? So let's just jump into like tools. Obviously zoom is killing it right now. Right. Oh, oh my gosh. I can't imagine how many more zoom accounts there are in the last two weeks than, than there were before. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, gosh, I wish I'd bought stock in zoom. That's selfish of me. I know, but like if I'd bought stock in zoom, like a month ago, I'd be having some serious mailbox money coming in, you know, in the near future, but, um, is zoom the new Bitcoin. Oh, it might be, it, it, <laughs> it might be. It's crazy. Cause everyone's getting on it. Uh, you had mentioned there's another alternative that you liked for call-ins and, and stuff. What was that called? Yeah. Uh, it's called Uber conference. We can talk about that real fast. So okay. most people know about zoom and you've got some really cool 
like things that I actually didn't know Zoom did. So I want to talk about those. But yeah. um, Uber Conference is another option if you don't want to have to download an app or to always do video calls. Uber Conference is free conferencing. You can do talk, you can do video, you can do screen share, but there's no pins required. There's no downloads required. You basically get uh, like a digital phone number that you can just text to people and call in. Right. And it's super easy. And you can do screen share. You can do video calls if you want. That's all a part of it. It just makes that talking with, you know, 10 people or, or whatever on the phone, really, really simple. Right. And, and, and we're talking about zoom. I know there's a lot of like new people to zoom. I'm going to do a tutorial on the basics of zoom on video. And I'll put that on my um, the YouTube channel and link to it in the show notes here. Um, by the time this, this drops um, on Tuesday. So um, I'll make sure that you guys have that and you can go look at it and see how to do the basics of zoom. Uh, Cause I think that's a great option. I don't know the other one. I'm sure there's a bunch of other great options, but mm-hmm. that's the one I use for all this. And it's, you know, I, I just know how that works better, but um, zoom is a good one. I, we'll talk about how to use that in a little se- in a second, in a little second, in a little second, <laughs> in a little second. That was a combo of a second and a little bit. Um, Cause I am from Texas and we say a little bit, it's a little bit, but uh, zoom is a good tool. Another, t- uh, and if you have FaceTime, that's a great tool to, to start looking at how can you use FaceTime. Um, Calendly is another one that I think is, uh, it's a, it's a calendar scheduling app that could come in handy for you because, uh, you're going to be scheduling a lot of like meetups online. And the, the great thing about Calendly is you can send them a link to your calendar that both integrates with zoom and like iCal or Google calendar, and it keeps it from overlapping. So you can't double book a space on your calendar <clears throat> and, uh, you send them this link and then they can pick a time that works for them. Mm-hmm. And you set up this pre-calendar of like 30 minute meetings or one hour meetings or whatever. And the free version, you can only use one calendar and uh, one type of meeting, but the paid version is only 10 bucks a month. And right now I think that's, I mean, you're not spending money on your building, so you may, you can afford it probably, but um, at least to get you through this time, but that's a great option, a great tool. Um, and here's the thing. I think one thing that I, I keep telling people who are, you know, stuck in their homes all the time is you need to FaceTime someone every day. You need to call someone every day. Like we, you know, even if you're really, if you're an introvert, things get dark and twisty real fast when you don't have that human interaction. Mm -hmm. And so this is a great, um, and I I hate to use the word opportunity to be the church because that sounds like opportunistic, but uh, this is a great time to be the church and to just do that for people on their behalf. Yeah. I think opportunity is a great word though. I, I, I know what you're trying to say, but I think yeah. oppor- it is an opportunity. You yeah. know? And I think God has given us this, not to say that he's punishing anybody or anything with all this, but he's definitely uh, provided an opportunity. It's like when you pray for patience, right? God gives you practice mm-hmm. by sending you very stressful things that would make <laughs> test your patience. It's kind of like that. It's like, if you really want to, you know, some, some people out there have been praying to reach people in the digital space. Uh, I know a lot of them that have been, and I think God's answered that prayer a little bit, but um, you know, this still, we're in a place where we have this chance to really connect with people um, and learn on a crash course, some of the stuff that we probably should have been already doing. 
and, and, and investing in. So I'm hoping that leaders will see how valuable this digital stuff is um, as we get into how to really you know, connect and, and make it very personal in the digital space. And here's the thing about that too. There have been times in my life when I have on the outside acted as if I didn't need that extra connection yeah. or I didn't need somebody to reach out to me or follow through with follow up with me or, or what have you. I didn't verbally express gratitude in that, mm-hmm. but every single time there's this like little seed and, and my tiny little bitty heart, Your little <laughs> thinks bit. It doesn't, my little bit that thinks it doesn't need people. That's like, wow, I'm really glad they care. Like yeah. it matters that they care, even if I don't say it, you know? So yes. don't be discouraged if people aren't like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, and, it still and, matters. And I'll, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm an introvert for sure. But um, now that I've been working from home, I didn't realize that I've learned some things about myself. And one of those things I didn't realize is that as an introvert, I really, I'm not as much of an introvert as I thought I was. I need that daily human real connection. And so I always try to schedule like, now I can't do it, but lunches and meetings online where I'm meeting or recording with podcasts with you. I try to spread at least one of those out a day so that I'm not doing all of it on one day because that exhausts me. But I need to have something every day in order to really just connect. And, you know, otherwise I, I get depressed, man. I really do just anxiety and depression already run in my family. That's already something that's there, but, you know, just feeling like, man, I really just uh, feel alone. You know, if you don't connect with somebody and, and your people might be feeling that way. And so just a simple, I'll tell you something my, my church has done and we're a small, if you're a small church right now, you've got kind of an advantage, honestly, because there's not as many people in your congregation to reach out to. So you can make it more personal. My church is like a hundred people, 150 people. We meet in a school, so we're not meeting right now. And about every other day I get a text from either my senior pastor or our worship leader, which that's where I volunteer is on the worship team, creative team. And they just text me and say, Hey, how are things going? You guys doing okay? And that's it. And that's cool. You know, and if you're in a small church, you, you've got a short list, you can do that kind of thing. And that is super valuable. It's like, Oh, they're thinking about me. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's an awesome thing. And if you've got that opportunity, everybody's got a smartphone, every, you've got their phone numbers, you have them on the database, just divide them up among your staff even and say, contact somebody. Here's your list to contact, contact everybody on that list at least once a week and say hello. Yep. I love that. And so some of the ways you can do that is the, uh, Uber conference, the zoom, just texts, like just texting them. Yeah. Just actual phone calls. Yeah. And, and I think there's, uh, you know, for those that don't have internet, I want to talk about this early, um, with the zoom thing, I learned how to do the call in thing for those, but, um, I, and I'm going to do the video and I'll show you how to do it with zoom, but, um, where they can call in and you can play the message for them and they can just listen to the sermon. If you don't have like streaming stuff or whatever, you can still use zoom to organize it at like 10 o'clock on Sunday when your service is call this number Everybody calls in and then your computer can play the audio without video and all that stuff in Zoom. It's pretty cool. I'll show you how to do it. But um, the other thing that you can think about is the like, old school stuff, like the texting services. Texting church is a great option, but like any, any texting service or any of like phone tree. Jeanette Yates was talking about phone tree the other day. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot all That's about like- that. 
I think I used that in school. Like, yeah. Like when we had snow days. Phone tree. It's like you call, you record a message, upload your da- your your database or whatever, and they call and play that recorded message to your people. It's That's a, it. Wow. It, and yeah. It, and they're not expensive to do those things anymore. They they used to be really pricey, but that's something you could invest in right now that you could send a message out every week and just says hello. Because normally they would hate that, right? Like normally a lot of people would not want that. But right now it's kind of kind of cool. It's kind of retro cool in a way. Ret- retro cool. Yeah. Like, like writing letters to each other. I know I see a lot yeah. of people doing pen pal stuff. Yeah, my daughter was looking up pen pal services the other day. And I was like, what? Really? You want a pen pal? Okay. <laughs> you want to physically write a letter and send it every, you know, what? Like like with a pen? Like yeah. a or a pencil on paper? <laughs> I don't know about you, but I write like I write two sentences by hand and I'm like my hand hurts. I'm tired of this. I hate <laughs> Those this. Those muscles are not developed anymore. Yeah, for real. And I don't use cursive anymore at all. And I haven't used it for years. And so I'm printing, you know, as I'm writing. And so it's even harder. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of options for those that don't have internet access or not in a affluent kind of, not fluent, that's not the right word. The uh, the upwardly mobile kind of community. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you have a lot of elderly that just aren't on that. You know, it's a way for them to, to use um, technology they do understand that you still can reach them. And, uh, you know, it's... Writing a letter by hand is technically technology. It's how we got the Bible. So, I mean, something that's obviously useful and proven. That's something and to I, think about. And I would say you don't have to adopt any one of these for all of your community. You could break this up. So if you sure. have, you know, a wide mix of people or, you know, half and half, like write letters to the people that you think would really care about having letters. Maybe somebody who's older and do the FaceTime stuff with your younger audience. Like, yeah. Do what makes sense for the person. Yes. Like we've, this is a, again, opportunity, a great opportunity to minister to people in a way that makes sense for them. Mm-hmm. And last tool I want to mention is if you are upperly mobile you do have Facebook going and Instagram and all those things and people are paying attention, um, even if they're not, this might be a really great time to launch that Facebook group strategy you've been hearing so much about that you've always wanted to do that you've never done. Because uh, seriously, our church launched one and it immediately took off because people were looking for a place that they could interact. Facebook pages are not interaction tools. They're just not anymore. Facebook groups are. And when you start a group with your page, you can post your live stream to your page and post content to your page. But that's like fishing. Unless you throw something out on the lure, you're not going to get anything back. But if you start a group, they can post, they can come up to you. That's like being like swimming in an aquarium. They're just around you. You know, it's like you're, you're they're everywhere and you can talk. And I think it's time, you know, if you haven't started your Facebook group strategy, this would be a great time to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, those get better engagement. Those, you know, show whatever you post in there, more people will see it than if you post to a page. It's just a really good time to think, hey, if we were going to launch, ever going to launch a group strategy, now's the time because people are craving that interaction and yeah. groups, groups are private too. That's the thing is you can upload photo for kids and students and everything. It's really great. Uh, um, cause you can upload photos and stuff to people and they can't just be shared and they can't, they're not private. They're not public. So, yeah, so you could set them up to be visible and private so that yes. people have to be so that they can find them. They're visible. So they can find them, but private so that they have to be approved yes. to join 
which means you can make sure it's only people in your church or people invited by people in your church and not some rando in, yes. in Connecticut. <laughs> Those Connecticans, Those Connecticans are so man. sketchy, man. I don't know why that was the state that <laughs> came Connecticut? to my head. I don't know. <laughs> I have nothing against Connecticut. <laughs> I don't God, I don't know why this this reminds me. I don't know why it reminds me. Have you ever seen Wayne's World? Oh my gosh, like years ago. Oh yeah, it's an old movie. Yeah, I'm dating myself here, I know for sure. But like there's there's a green screen thing they do. And they're like, Hey, I'm in Moscow. Hey, Moscow and they like and then they go to to England. Hello, I'm in England. Welcome to England. And then it's like Delaware. Like, hi, we're in Delaware. Like they had no idea what to do for <laughs> Delaware. <laughs> And I'm like the same way with Connecticut. I feel that way. I'm like, what do you do for Connecticut? What do you do for Connecticut? I don't know. It just felt really far away. So maybe that's why it came to my head. I don't know. Connecticut. 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 One other cool thing about Facebook groups that you can do is you can do like watch parties. Yeah. With your friends so you guys can watch services together and comment and ask questions and all of that stuff or or whatever. It doesn't have to be a church service. It could yeah. be a myriad of things, but those are really fun ways to connect with people in real time about the same thing. Right. So um, if you wanted to do a Bible study and you use video for your Bible study, you could play the video in the group and do a watch party in there. It's like you're all kind of watching it live. It's the equivalent of being online, kind of like when you're in a living room and you and you bring up a video on your screen, you all watch it. That's what it's like in the group, but you're all digitally watching it. You're all yeah. in the group watching it like you were watching it on TV. I think that made sense. Yep. <clears throat> okay. Super well stated. Seth. Yeah. Thanks. I'm, I, I'm, I am much eloquent today. Uh, the other thing I would say is it's time to launch is um, really time to think about that YouTube channel. Cause uh, that's, uh, that's going to help you a ton with content. If you're Tell trying me. Tell me why I should launch my YouTube channel. Tell me why. Oh my gosh. Tell me why. <laughs> Are you singing Backstreet Boys on this podcast? Yeah. How dare you? I just wanted to say tell me why, but I couldn't not say tell me why in the Backstreet Boys <laughs> song. Oh, that reminds me of that clip from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine with the lineup. Oh, which one? The which, one where oh the, my gosh, they sing that yes. song. Oh, it's so good. That's it. That's him. That's the one that murdered my brother. Oh my gosh. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) Had all all of them in line singing the song because that's what happened. Like when the, uh, anyway, okay. Watch the clip. It's funny. That's a good clip. Yeah. (laughs) Do a watch party with that clip. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good watch party clip. Anyway, no, the YouTube channel is, uh, is something that you can, you could start for like daily devotions, Bible studies, things like that. But it's also really great for kids, which I want to talk about stuff we can do for students and kids in this section. But YouTube is like, if you're starting something for kids, that's where to do it right there. It's start a kid's YouTube channel for sure. Maybe not for your whole church. I mean, you can think about whatever you want for that. Bible studies, interaction, services, streaming. YouTube does all that for adults. But for kids... Man, a kid's YouTube channel for your church, this is this is the time to, to start that, I think. I, I 100% agree with that. As a mom with a young kid at home right now who's still trying to juggle work and my husband's home working, and um, it's really tricky. Like, it's really tricky trying to balance all of the things yeah. and make sure that my, our, our family still feels connected. Right. Um. I, I posted about this on Twitter the other day about like churches, the way one way you can minister to my family outside of the Sunday service 
is by having like specific stuff for Sundays or like throughout the week for my kid. So like Mm -hmm. doing a zoom call with kids, like your whole kids club. So my, my kid can like interact with other kids during the day and like sing songs together or what have you. Um, and somebody shared with me a YouTube channel that their church had created where their youth, their children's pastor in, introed the whole thing. And then a guy that is the, there on the weekends to sing songs with them, sang the songs that he would normally sing. Yeah. And so they got to see those familiar faces. They got to hear familiar songs mm-hmm. and it was all made for them. And it was just, I was like, this is so great because this nor- like brings a sense of normalcy Yes. and connection and like we can still see the faces we're used to seeing connected with the songs we're used to hearing from them mm-hmm. versus just like hey go watch this video right of of the song somebody else made like it doesn't have to be perfect yeah it just has to be relational and i think if if there's ever been a time when people are going to be really forgiving of the production value of your video it's now they it's know now. they know it's we know what's going on i mean let's not pretend like we don't, it's, it's affecting everybody. And, and so when you launch that YouTube channel, you can do it with this, with a phone in your house. If you don't have video equipment, this works. And, and I would say for, you know, the student pastors or children's pastors, what the question they're probably asking is, okay, that sounds great. What do I do? Like Bible studies all day and songs all day. Yeah. Like do that. But also think about the fact that you could just provide some sheer distraction and entertainment for these kids. Men. And that is okay. Do a product review. I mean, just look at what YouTube is already. Why, what do they already watch? I mean, they watch other people play video games. They watch other people demonstrate and open products. They, they watch people do silly things in the challenges they find. Um, they, and I mean, there's a hashtag something challenge almost every week, you know, like there's, there's all kinds of great content out there being made do that stuff. Like you don't have to reinvent the wheel. It's, it'll be great because it's you doing it. You understand? And I tell you what you're do you doing that from, for my kid builds significant amount of trust and respect from me. Yes. So you doing, so you're not just ministering to the kids, you're ministering to the whole family in that way. Mm-hmm. And as a parent, my trust and respect for you goes up significantly when I see that you're doing things simply to connect with my kid. Yes. Just connect, just do something that they want to watch so that they have something that they can connect with you about. I I remember when I was a youth pastor, um, we started doing YouTube videos. This is way back in the day when YouTube was kind of young and I think it just come out. Um, and it was, all it really was, was stupid videos, you know, like America's funniest home videos type stuff that you would Mm see uh, on YouTube. That's really it. And I remember putting up some of our videos we made that got tons of laughs in our services and people that would find it on YouTube were like, this is weird. What is this? (laughs) And I realized like I was funny to the people who knew me because it was me doing it. They knew me. And that gives you a, uh, with your audience, some kind of like push that they're going to, they're going to like what you do. And in our churches, you have the same thing kind of going for you is that because it's you trying to eat a spoonful of cinnamon, because it's you trying to work a Rubik's cube in under 10 10 seconds or whatever, because you are the one doing that stuff, they will love to watch it. And that is okay to put up on your YouTube channel. Um, and I think also like there's a real opportunity, get with uh, uh, maybe a, a Twitch account 
where you can play video games and and record it with you in the corner while you're streaming um, and then put that up on your YouTube channel. And, and like, if you're a kid's pastor, this ought to be the best thing in the world for you. Uh, I'm actually working by playing video games. Get on Fortnite, get on some of those games they play and talk while you're playing. And uh, you might even have some opportunities to share spiritual truths or just have fun with them. They will watch you play this game. Even if you're terrible, that might even be better. Get on oh. there and be like, it's Conan O'Brien's bad video games skit, you know, do yeah. that. So good. My mom called my daughter the other day and she, this is all she did was she set up like different colored little rubber duckies and put them under red solo cups mm-hmm. and moved the cups around and had my daughter try to guess which color was under which cup. Oh, that's And it was great. like the best thing ever. Like, it was like, oh my gosh, this was so much fun. She was giggling and laughing and like really into it. I mean, that's so simple, right? Yeah. Like just do stuff like that for you, for kids. Like it's so, think it's about, just have fun. And think about like, what would I do if they were here? How can I make that digital? Can I video that and make that interactive? Mm-hmm. And, and that's a two-step process for just killing it in this time, really. I mean, this is, this is a time where you can really shine and launch something that you might find is even beyond when we kind of quote, go back to normal. This was really great. Let's keep doing it. You know, we saw some real, real value in this. Um, I know that with zoom, you mentioned having a a meetup with your kids on zoom. Uh, my son is 11 and his whole class had a zoom meetup this week, you know, where they're all in there with the teacher. Yeah. And and he's 11. They know how to work that stuff. And if they don't, their parents can help them. But do stuff like that with your kids because it and, and schedule it and promote it and send emails out and uh, let people know what's happening. But uh, think about your kids and student ministry. Our, you know, there's a church nearby that had student ministry on Wednesday and they streamed it online just like they stream their regular service. They they have it right. in the same place. Right. So they they had uh, services in the same auditorium that we normally stream the services from for, for you know, quote, big church. But uh, they were like, let's just stream this too. And so they let kids go to church online this Wednesday. And then they did a Zoom small group meetups. Everybody got together and did their small group. It was really yeah. cool. I love it. I love all the innovation that's coming out of this time. Yeah. Such good stuff. Well, let's talk about staff. Because uh, if you're a communications person or a Lone Ranger or you're a volunteer, you're going to need to help. You're going to need help. So how do you empower staff to help you with this. What are, what are some things that we can do to get staff involved? Like what to post on social or uh, getting these tools out to them? How do we do that? That's a great question, Seth. That's a question. That's the question I was asking. Do you have anything you want to say about that? I mean, I have things well, I just want to let you uh, go, go for it. Well, I think that there are different things that different staff are better equipped for. So like help them in their sweet spots, right? Like don't ask a children's pastor, probably shouldn't ask the children's pastor to be posting for your church, like your all church channel account or asking the small groups pastor to be making kids videos, unless that's like something they love doing, Mm -hmm. like help them stay in their sweet spot. So um, the thing that I would do is I would just generate like a Google doc of ideas and just equip them to do the things that make the most sense and that are motivating for them. So come up with some sort of strategy, create some ideas and like get the ball rolling. And then your job, my job, I would just 
continue to do check-ins. How is this going? What's working? What's not working? Yeah. How, how can I help you do this better? How can I set up this account for you so that you don't even have to think about it? You can just log in and do it. Like, let me do the legwork for you. Right. Since you're going to be the one doing the connecting and the interacting. Yeah. Let me set up the group, make you an admin, and then do a Loom video on how to how to post things. Yeah. And that's a like, great that's a great tool we didn't even mention is Loom. Uh, it's a screen recording with it puts you in the corner, you know, your your camera's in the corner and then it records your screen. And it uploads your video to the cloud and it's free. So if you need to show someone how to do something, that's a great tool for that. Super easy. Yeah. And that way you, in Zoom, you can do it as well. Share your screen, hit record. It does it. But Loom is just super simple. And, it, and it, I think it integrates with Gmail. It's a Gmail. Pro, it's a Google product. Um, and then you just get a URL and you just copy and paste that URL. Yeah. And there's no like space on your hard drive you're taking up. So it's really, really great. Um, I, I love the, the, <coughs> excuse me. I love the, uh, the Google doc idea. Um, think of yourself, if you're a communication director, I think it's the time where you think of yourself as the coach. Yes. It's like, forget like, am I producing stuff right now? You, you've got to help train people to do things and empower them and resource them, showing them these tools, do a loom video, show them how it works. If there needs to be a group set up, you set it up. If you need to set up the YouTube channel, you get it optimized. You do all that part and then train them how to use it uh, and then give them ideas for content. I mean, this is, that's coach stuff, right? You're not, the, you're not actually the player. You're the coach. There has never been a better time for you to establish yourself as the guide. Absolutely. This yeah. is a, a great, again, opportunity that keeps coming to my head. This is a great opportunity to establish mm-hmm. yourself as the guide because one struggle that we've talked about on here and that we hear all the time is, you know, the struggle for authority, the struggle for respect, the struggle for mm-hmm. like value with what yes. we do right now. The only value <laughs> that the church can bring is in your department. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's definitely your time to shine. It's like, if you ever wanted to prove that the necessity of what we do, it's now, now is your time. So you I got would, it. Yeah. And I know many of us are, you know, working late over time, you know, killing the burning the midnight oil is really the phrase I was looking for burning the midnight oil, trying to get so many things going. And so, um, you know, that, that's so true. Um, I think there's other things that we can look at as well for, um, for helping out. If you have right now media, um, as a church, then there is a lot of content there that you can share for your church to watch and use for, um, you know, to post about in your social media groups, like, Hey, we're going to do a watch party meetup and I'm going to play this right now media clip and it's going to, you know, whatever. So there's options there. I know Life Church, their open network. They are um, it's open dot life dot church. They they're putting their full kid services online for free, so you can use those at your leisure. They've just op- op- offered that up to you. So if you're like, I need to have a kid service at 10 a.m. on Sunday that they can go look at. Um, you know, you can you can now put that on your YouTube channel and stream that and and use that with your kids. So there's, there's options out there for services. There's options for content, um, you know, that, you know, you can use during this time. So you don't have to go reinvent the wheel and create, create, create all the time. So those are just a couple things I discovered. 
Yeah, that's great. So again, you, you had mentioned something before about uh, kids pastors can FaceTime their kids and call their kids, you know, with parents permission, just that's another little touch point. That's really great. You know, you can, you know, they can see your face and you can say hello to some of those kids that, you know, it'd be weird yeah. if you didn't know them, but that would be weird. <laughs> you know, hey, can I call your kid? Hi, I'm the pastor and we've never met. And, uh, you know, it'd be a little weird, but, but that's only- where that like zoom call would be cool. Cause yeah. then you could have all the kids there and it doesn't really matter how well you know them. Right. And all, you know? at, all at once. Yeah. All at once. So, um, we love to hear your ideas on how you're connecting with your people and your kids with students. Um, you know, you can, you can get online and, you know, lead worship songs and devotionals and do that kind of stuff every day. Um, you know, there's all sorts of ideas floating around out there, but we'd love to start a, um, a document in, uh, at the show notes of this group. So we're, I'm going to put a document in the show notes here of ideas. I'll put all the stuff we mentioned here and then let you guys, you can add to it. If you have ideas or thoughts, it'll be just a simple, messy Google Doc that you can throw ideas into and uh, everybody can come research and resource back to it so that we all have that document going. And uh, feel free to go make your own document with your staff and just copy and paste ideas from it. So uh, I'll get that set up for you by the time this drops as well. So there'll be a, in the show notes, there will be a Zoom tutorial video link and there will be a Google Doc uh, you know, social media ideas, kind of connection ideas link uh, for everybody to use in this episode as well. So um, that's all I had. Megan, anything to add? Anything to parting shots? Uh, you guys are are doing amazing. I love the work that is coming, the fruit that's coming out of this and the things, that, the heart soul that you guys are putting into connecting with people. So thank you. Thank you for like stepping up and being the guide and, and, mm-hmm doing all of the things that you're doing because it has immense value. And I hope you know that. And I hope that you're also able to be built into because you're doing a lot of giving right now. And um, any way that we can come alongside you and support you and encourage you or answer questions, like I, we'd love to do that. So thank you for what you're doing. Absolutely. And thank you guys for listening uh, to the Seminary of Hard Knocks. You can get these show notes, sethmuse.com slash 119. And that's 119 slash 119. And all the stuff we talked about in here, all, we'll link to Zoom, we'll link to openlife.church uh, and then right down media. Uh, you know, you should be able to find YouTube. We won't link to that. But Zoom uh, and other things we, we've talked about in here, Calendly. And uh, we'll make sure we link to all those things for you so that you can access them really quick. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. Later. Later.